loyalty. Here we are, right back like a boomerang. Once again, this is Chris Geo. And this is Manny DeChiga. On hopefully what's going to be another exciting episode of here on uh, BioT. Um, I, I, I'm going to start off with a question, though. Pop quiz. All right. Uh, have you ever been in a conversation with someone from any specific religion or thought or belief that feels they have to convince you of their way of thinking, their way of life, and their beliefs. <laughs> I'm gonna start off by saying, is this a rhetorical question? <laughs> <laughs> now, now, I, I don't wanna like talk bad about any religion or anything like that. But, but it, it's it's a it's a constant, all right. I, I know people have a real strong belief and have experienced something in their life that's changed their life, one way or another. Now, uh, without you know the intent of hurting anyone's feelings, and if I do, I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> I was. I'm having a conversation, so um, being asked, like, you know, why don't you this, why don't you that, I believe in the Bible, the Bible this, the Bible that, I'm like, okay, I'm not saying I don't believe in the Bible, I'm not trying to convince anyone of not reading the Bible, or not believing what they not believe believing. in, yeah, believe in what you want to believe, now, my Go to, um, excuse me, um, what would you say? Not necessarily argument, but my go to, like, thought process when people are trying to ram the, the Bible at me, specifically speaking about the Bible. Your first thought whenever people bring this up to you, right? Your first reaction, yeah. Now, somebody tries to tell me, oh, what about the Bible says this? You're not supposed to eat pork and all this and that. I'm like, because the Bible says so. And I'm like, okay, where in the Bible does it say don't eat pork? And hoofed animals and that kind of stuff. Why does it say that? Okay, so you're saying I can't eat cow, I can't eat pig, I can't eat deer, I can't eat all these animals because the Bible says don't eat them. However, it's delicious, so why can't I eat it? It says that in the Bible, right? And where does it say, first talk about this, it says that during the, the book of Exodus, right? Pop quiz. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that's when it's, when it's talked about. And where, you know, the God's telling the, the people of Israel, of Israel, like, hey, you cannot eat like this anymore. You're gonna eat like this. If it's this, you pretty much gave them an entire diet. 
an entire diet line of how they're going to be eating. Okay. Now, if you read anything at face value, regardless if it's if you go to school right now and you pick up a book and it tells you, here, read this and believe this, and this is how I want you to interpret it. That's how most of the teachers, most of the schools go with, right? They, they're gonna have you read something and then help you mold you into what they think the interpretation of that specific reading means. Rarely do you ever find a teacher that's open to different suggestions and different ideas. They usually try to rein these kids back in and help them think in one way. It's whatever. That's how schools have been. That's how it was when I was in school. That's how they're always going to be. Teachers are going to have their own agenda. They're all going to have their own thoughts, and they're not going to want to let necessarily let kids go straight and think their own way, do their thing. Now, when people try to tell me that kind of stuff, right, or they tell me that the Bible says everything it says is it's true, and you have to follow the Bible. What is it? One thing that we say: basic instructions before leaving Earth. Basic instructions. So there are instructions in this Bible. It is a Bible written by man. It's not like it came down on a gold plate, just bam, struck on Earth. Here, read this, people of Earth. Right? It not. It was all written by、yeah. a man. Not one man, but. Multiple men from multiple regions of multiple different ways of life, and all their different experiences written down, and now it's in a collection, a library.、Uh-huh. It's, it's it's library. Like, Speaking of library, I'm in my garage. I get the Bible <laughs> and see where it talks about that. Well. It gives them the gives them the entire instructions. It tells them everything that's going to happen. So now I tell these people, or whoever wants to listen, I'm not telling them again not to believe what I'm saying as being the one and only truth. Do you think is my question to them that maybe they they were being prepared to clean up their diet a little bit cleaner meat? Chickens and, and lean meats and lean proteins and a lot healthier and stop eating like freaking savages, stop eating all these fatty animals like pigs and and all those. Stop eating those. Don't eat them because they're not healthy for you. Why aren't they healthy for you? Well, maybe because you need to be a little bit leaner. You need to be a little bit more fit. They don't know what's going on. All they know at this point is, hey, we were told to change our diet. We need to start eating like this. Okay, now, fast forward a few chapters past that, and what happens? The mad exodus. The Pharaoh released Israelites. They're gone. They leave. There's plagues going on, all that kind of stuff. The Pharaoh finally says, "Just go, just take your people." Moses gets his people and he leaves. And how long were they wandering the deserts for forty years, 
wandering for 40 years. Do you think maybe they were told to clean up their diets? To get healthier so they can live out in the desert for 40 years? If they were eating all those fatty animals and unhealthy way of life like the pharaohs and, and the egyptians if they were eating like that just gluttonous and, and eating whatever and anything that tastes delicious they may not have survived that long in the desert maybe they're being told hey you don't know what's coming but i know what's coming clean up your diet because we're going on a 40-year march i mean do you think maybe that's what it was I think it's possible that they were just told, hey, guys, clean up your diet because we're going to go for 40 years out in the desert, just march around, wander around, lost. It's a test, but I want you guys to be healthy. I want you guys to live through most of this. And then throughout the generations, over and over and over, everybody is like, no, this is how we're supposed to eat because this is what it said in the Bible. Well, you're not going for 40 years. I'm sorry. I'm not going to go marching around the desert for 40 years. So if bacon is delicious, I'm going to eat bacon. I like me some ribs, some pulled pork, some carnitas, you know, all that kind of stuff. It comes from a pig. The Bible says not to eat it, but it tastes delicious, so I'm going to eat it. Well, it is crazy. Because right here in front of me, I have Leviticus 11, where it talks about all that. I'll just read the verses that matter. But, and from verse 27, I'll start reading. So you can check this out and hear what it says. Of all the animals that walk on all fours, those that walk on their paws are unclean for you. Whoever touches their carcasses will be unclean till evening. Anyone who picks up their carcasses must wash their clothes, and they will be unclean till evening. These animals are unclean for you. Of the animals that move along the ground, these are unclean for you. The weasel, the rat, any kind of great lizard, the gecko, the monitor lizard, the wall lizard, the skink, and the chameleon. Of all those that move along the ground, these are unclean for you. Whoever touches them when they are dead will be unclean till evening. When one of them dies and falls on something, that article, whatever it's used, will be unclean, whether it is made of wood, clothed, hide, or sackcloth. Put it in water. It will be unclean till evening. And then it will be clean. Now, everything you told me right now sounds like salmonella. <laughs> Heaven forbid I should read into it any more than this. But a lot of those animals right there carry salmonella. So, wash yourself. Get clean. But it takes this long for the bacteria to die off. So just pretty much don't touch anything because you're going to spread salmonella. Does that sound accurate to you? Does that sound like something that maybe is what they're talking about? Why do they leave that out? <sighs> well, you heard it here. On biot, then it will be clean. So they're just taking out one little verse. Oh, it's unclean. Oh, I'm, I'm dirty. I mean, clean. yes, clean yourself, because we know now, in the modern day, right now, that those animals are unclean. All the lizards, all the geckos, all those little things like that—they tend to carry salmonella. 
if you go around touching other stuff, you're going to spread salmonella. So it's unclean. Don't go touching stuff. Don't let it fall in the water. It's going to spread disease. It's going to spread salmonella. Everyone's going to go into the freaking toilet and just spray it at a 45 degree angle, backsplashing everything. Just don't touch anything. That's all it's saying. Yeah, you got to kind of aim so it rolls into and doesn't splash back. Yeah, so, I mean, yes, I see the Bible. I, I see what it's saying. But if people are going to sit there and be like, I believe this is what it says. Now, let's read into it a little. Not not so deep into it. But how about how about we, we view the Bible like it looks to me reading almost any verse. Every verse that you go in there, you cannot tell me any one of those verses is first person. It's all narrative. It's like if though somebody was over here sitting on this area and just watching everything and narrating everything that they see. So it's in a narrative point of view. So you're not sitting there in a first person perspective. This is like a third or fourth person perspective because they're all the way back here. And they said this. So that happened over there. The story got turned and they came over here. And then this person over here wrote it. So how many people back before it was written down? It wasn't in a first point perspective. Even the stories of Solomon. Or the stories of... Uh, um, hang on. I'll think of his name. Think of his name. I got it right here. Not Solomon. Um... Not Daniel. Sam Samson? Samson. 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 Yes. With the long hair, right? He had powers. Yeah. He had he had he had powers that gave him strength because of his hair. Not one point of that entire story was given because he sat there and wrote this story. No. Somebody was sitting there in the corner just watching from a distance and just writing everything that they saw. Because they're writing a story of everything that they saw. But somehow that person followed like you see nowadays with cameras and made the entire show, right? So they're sitting right there on a on a donkey writing the story as Samson meets up with his lion out in the middle of nowhere, grabs a jaw from an ass and beats the uh, the lion with the jaw from an ass, right? And then goes back in that same thing and the cameras are following, right? And they see that the lion that he killed now has a bee's nest. And he goes in there and grabs the honey that's inside the carcass of the dead lion. So all these cameras are pointed at and they're watching all these different angles and and they see these things happening. Or or when when, uh, David and Goliath, when he went out into the desert and he went... All the cameras were following David. What was he going to do? You know, we sit back here behind the rock and plot. Oh, look, he's going into the river. First person. Yeah, he's going into the river. He's grabbing rocks. Oh, I see he's grabbing five rocks. Oh, nice and smooth. He put it into the pouch. Okay, now it's following. Where's he going to go? Oh, now he's going up against this uh, giant. And what's going to happen now? So it's from this different angle. We zoom in. You know, we're zooming in. Yeah, we zoom in right there. Now I see why all these people, if you want to be a good cameraman slowly slowly zoom out (laughs) grab a bible 
grab a Bible and read. And that's where you want to be. You know what angle they were in. They were following every single one of these stories. Yes. Hell yeah. That's why these stories and these movies jump around so much. Like, what? I don't get it. And then, boom, you get it at the ah. end. If you read the Bible, you'll see why it jumps around all the time. So, instead of just focusing on one verse, why don't we try and focus on a chapter? What happens at the end? What's going on? Not just a chapter. How about one book setting it up for the next book? Easy, easy. Right now, everybody's focusing on a verse and look what's going on. Let's just try a chapter. Yeah. Then we'll go to a book. But if you try to think of everything that you read in a logical sense for example that, that Ooh, logic, logic is, is lacking back <laughs> logic throw is out lacking. the window what's the point in even having any logic if you are absolutely you're literally being told don't touch these freaking animals because nowadays you're smart enough they're gonna get you sick they're unclean just that just that um little bit that you read right there I have I don't even have the Bible in front of me. I read it a long time ago. But now that you read it right now in my ear, what came to mind in a logical type type of thinking, it tells me that there's something in those animals that's gonna make you sick. But it's only it's only bad for you for a while. Not forever. Just go wash yourself. And don't touch anything for at least 24 hours. In the morning, chances are that bacteria is going to die off. It's not like they had antibacterial soap back then. All they could do is wait it out. Don't put your freaking little grimy paws in your mouth because you're going to get sick. Put it in your face. <laughs> you know? Quit picking your nose. Get your fingers out your mouth. Like the shit I tell my kids. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what it told told me in that little bit that you read. But heaven forbid anyone should think of anything like this in a logical sense. What was going on back then? What were they trying to tell us? Are they telling you that all this stuff is completely off limits? All this stuff is going to make you sick and if you touch it, you're going to go to hell. First of all, I think they were saying, listen, motherfuckers, listen, God damn it! not listening. Nobody wants to listen. That's a major factor right yeah. there. But that's just one thought, you know. I'm not saying that I'm I'm right or I'm wrong. I'm just saying before you go throwing the 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 judgy looks at somebody because they're not going to the same church as you or because they're not believing in an entity or a god or whatever like you are that they're wrong all of a sudden that you need to save them 
you don't you know you don't have to I think people are just fine and if they need to be saved then they need something to believe in if people need something to believe in then give them something to believe in by all means I've already been to church I already seen all that Matthew I just freaking closed the them <laughs> Matthew 24 35 Heaven and earth will pass away But my words Will never pass away So that means With that said There won't be anybody To Bring Back his words because they passed away because he says my words will never pass away I believe like um, many people that I mean it is, a, it is it is a book that has a lot of good knowledge in it you know but if you read it to try to get something out of it because it's going to change your life and then you're going to find something in it because I mean almost a lot of people have seen the book of Eli right you've seen the movie yes and you see how people were it, it pretty much in that in that entire movie it shows me how far people will go to believe in something even when there is nothing else what if he just would have forgotten or misremembered one word? <laughs> and, and you know, it, it, it's crazy to, I mean, the only advice I would give is don't just solely believe one thing, just keep reading. Because many times people say, oh, the Bible contradicts itself. Well, if you jump from one verse to another verse to another verse, and if you keep doing that, of course it will contradict itself. These are different people writing these things in totally different eras. Some of them were writing them after reading some of the shit that we read that's in there the New Testament hell uh, that was way after the Old Testament most of the people that wrote the New Testament well maybe uh, I'm pretty sure all of them but I'm pretty sure they read the Old Testament right yeah you would think, but at this, well, hell, that's another question. Does anybody think about that? Did these people that wrote the New Testament read the whole entire Old Testament and believe the whole entire Old Testament? Do you know that? Do I know that? Who knows that? I don't know. Do you think that's a good question? Well, what I want to know is uh, who put all these books together in the order that they 
or I'm sure there's a there's something somewhere that says who did it and who decided on the books and the order that they're going to put it be put in. I mean, I'm sure there was some kind of chronological order in the way they were written, but somebody put it together. Somebody translated it from one um, language to another into multiple languages. Yeah. And, and so many religions are based off of one or two verses. One or two thoughts. The thought of there being a mother god because somebody had to create Jesus or somebody had to create this. There is a there's God and God's wife. So the thought of there has to be a God's wife. Uh, so therefore, listen to me because God has a wife, and we're gonna follow God's wife. Why do you think that's wrong? That would just totally go against and contradict the whole purpose of saying a supreme being in a whole creator. There, that's my answer. Other other thing that I'm I'm curious, and, and I, I want I want your take on this one too. So now, uh, a lot of people would be like, you know, there's there's God, the Holy Spirit, and and the Son, right? The three, Trinity, the Trinity. So was the Trinity. From the beginning? Well, or... Some yeah, because some people believe that Jesus wasn't part of the Trinity until after he was born. After he was created. No. Well, I guess some people believe that, but some people also believe that he was already there. He came down and came in carnation through the human body form and then went back so he was already existing well see that's where there's a there's there's different there's there's conflicting thoughts on that one also because some people think that he was not even anything until he was created by the holy spirit that impregnated apparently had sex with uh mary and and from apparently this this the spirit this holy spirit this angel that came down had sex with mary and impregnated her and then from there gave birth to the third and final piece of the trinity which would be jesus the holy spirit came down and had a baby that was Jesus okay it was the Holy Spirit it didn't say it was God it was the Holy Spirit so is it, Holy, is it the Holy Spirit's son it was an abomination 
that the angels came down and had kids with the daughters of men, in other words, the humans. But here's the Holy Spirit coming down and having a baby with a human. But it's okay. Exactly. Exactly my thoughts. Like, why Why is it okay for the Holy Spirit to do that, but not anyone else? It, it, so, so who is this this Jesus entity? Why is he... You know, so he was he was made so he could suffer, and he and, wasn't going to become. Until yeah, after you, died. you break it down and find out it wasn't even God. But this is kind of like the Hercules story. <laughs> Zeus comes down and has a has a kid with uh, Hercules' mother, and they have Hercules. Right. Same same thing, right? Right, but see, in those, in with those gods, they were all able to come down and have kids with women on Earth, or get pregnant by men on Earth. What, whether they were a male or a female god or goddess or whatever, they were all able to come down to Earth, do their thing, get pregnant, and have kids. Apparently, it was a thing. I think those are the, 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 the Percy Jackson or whatever movies, you know? They're all like sons and daughters of gods and goddesses because they're demigods. And, and, and humans. Yeah. Yeah, they're demigods because they're half gods. So, so, in other words, what? Jesus was a demigod? And then once he died, once his flesh was gone because the actual being was stuck inside of that flesh once that flesh died and that shell died then the soul or the actual god then was born i mean i i don't i don't understand that concept and why is that concept so believable yet all these other stories that were around before the time of Jesus. I'm gonna throw a crazy theory out there. What if Hercules is the crazy side and heroic side of Jesus? Because you know Hercules always wants to do good and he's doing good with everybody. But what if that's the side one side of Jesus and then the side in the Bible is another side of Jesus where he didn't have any heroic powers? But Hercules is where he did all kinds of crazy stuff. So what if he was to tie both in together? And Jesus is Hercules. Oh, I just made that up. Okay. So so in other words, there, there was a truth, truth behind both stories. The biblical story and the um, the Greek gods. And story, yeah, the Greek, the Greek version and the Bible version, truth in both. Yeah. A Hercules and, and Jesus, 
type combo. I just I find it because when how old are the uh, the Greek gods? Greek mythology. Greek mythology. I don't even know when it actually came out. I I, I kind of we should look it up, see how old it is, because if it's older than the stories of Jesus and all that, but if they both came out around the same time, then it would also kind of make sense. Although there's stories, not just in the Greek mythology, but Japanese, um, Indian, Native American, and Aztec. The Aztecs didn't know about Jesus. You know? No. But they had the same story. Jesus was only... Jesus was only... Out east. Yeah. But how did they know about this whole type of of, uh, thought, story, belief? Because they... I guess Greek mythology was in around BC, no? I thought it was. So it kind of makes you, makes so you be wonder good. because they even have the um, the gods in, breeding with the humans just like there's talks about that even in the Bible itself. There's so many things in the Bible that people actually sit there and think about. It's talking about dinosaurs. It's talking about... Um, UFOs, it's talking about uh, all these different things, and it's all there. So, you have these ancient people in the Bible, they're walking around, and there's dinosaurs there. They have Leviathans. The Leviathan to me sounds like it's a. Uh, um, What's that big old T-Rex? Not a, not a T-Rex, but a um, megalodon. Meg- megalodon. Megalodon. Possibly megalodon or something big like that. You know, it talks about all this different stuff in the Bible that I personally like the one where it talks about dinosaurs and people are like, what are you talking about? It talks about dinosaurs. Well, it talks about dinosaurs in the Bible. It talks about how he is told to go. Giant lizards roaming around. But they're good to eat. Go ahead and eat them. Those lizards won't cause salmonella. Those lizards have a lot of meat. Go kill them. Eat. I think there's a lot of mentions of dinosaurs in the Bible, actually. 
I have a Bible here. Yeah, there's quite a few different um, um, passages to talk about. Let me about. look some up. Forty fifteen. Look at the behemoth which I made along with you, and which feeds on grass like an ox. Behemoth. Behemoth is probably a mammoth, though. No. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. A behemoth that fe- well, it feeds on grass. It could be a a, a brontosaurus. Herbivore. Herbivore. Uh, here's another one. Um, 41. Job 41. 1 through 34. All of it. Can you pull the Leviathan with a fish hook? Or tie down its tongue with a rope? Can you put a cord through its nose or peer its jaw with a hook? Will it keep begging for you for mercy will it speak to you with gentle words will it make an agreement with you for you to take it as your slave for life can you make a pet of it like a bird or put it on a leash for the young woman in your house it's talking a bunch of stuff yeah but it's talking about a leviathan something huge untamable things that wild things are huge leviathans that cannot be tamed or domesticated in other words you want me to keep reading this whole verse 41 that's pretty much talking about some kind of dinosaur something that's called a leviathan back then will traders barter for it Will they divide it up among the merchants? Can you fill its hide with harpoons or its head with fishing spears? If you lay a hand on it, you will remember the struggle and never do it again. Any hope of subduing it is false. The mere sight of it is overpowering. No one is fierce enough to rouse it. Who then is able to stand against me? Who has a claim against me that I must pay? Everything under heaven belongs to me. I will not fail to speak of Leviathan's limbs, its strength and its grateful graceful form who can strip off its outer coat who can penetrate its double coat of armor who dares open the doors of its mouth wrench about with fearsome teeth its back has rows of shields tightly sealed together each is so close to the next that no air can pass between they are joined fast to one another they cling together and cannot be parted it snorted throws out flashes of light its snorting throws out flashes of light. Its eyes are like the rays of dawn. Flames stream from its mouth. Sparks of fire shoot out. Smoke pours from its nostrils as from a boiling pot over burning reeds. Its breath sets coals ablaze and flames start from its mouth. Whoa. Strength resides in its neck. Dismay goes before it. The folds of its flesh are tightly joined. They are firm and immovable. The chest is hard as rock, hard as a lower millstone. When it rises up, the mighty are terrified. They retreat before its thrashing. The sword that reaches it has no effect, nor does the spear or the dart or the javelin. Iron it treats like straw, and bronze like rotten wood. Arrows do not make it flee. 
sling stones are like chaff to it. A club seems to it but a piece of straw. It laughs at the rattling of the lance. Its undersides are jagged postures, leaving a trail in the mud like a threshing sledge. It makes the depths churn like a boiling cauldron and stirs up the sea like a pot of ointment. It leaves a glistening wake behind it. One would think the deep had white hair. Nothing on earth is its equal, a creature without fear. It looks down on all that are haughty. It is king over all that are proud. Okay, so... End of chapter... Job 41. That, to me... You want to know what I think? I think it sounds like dragons are real. And they existed. That's a motherfucking dragon. That is a dragon. If I ever heard one myself. That sounds like a dragon. It's going to look down upon everybody else because it has wings and it flies up. And who are you to do anything? Because I'll just burn you and you know who I am. It described... Iron, it treats iron. It treats like straw, and bronze like rotten wood. It honestly, it probably, it probably eats iron. Yeah. Honestly, breathes fire. Breathes fire, cauldron, everything that you read sounds like every dragon movie I've ever seen. Sparks of fire shoot out of its mouth. It's a motherfucking dragon. Now people think why there's so many movies about dragons. Well, Joke 41. There, there we go. Joke 41. Talking about a dragon. Yeah, and uh, people's strong beliefs in something because someone convinced them to believe their way of thinking. Basically, what yeah, it all that's comes why down I don't to, believe anything. Exactly, believe anything or, or get convinced into thinking somebody's somebody else's way of thinking instead of your own. That's what it's all about. Just just think for yourself. Read it read into it uh, dive into it a little bit deeper and not just read everything for face value what were we we were told as kids open the bible and the first verse that comes to you that's god speaking to you it's you know how many times i reopened the bible <laughs> i know you're talking about when my mom used to tell yeah. us Open the Bible right here. Well, first place you open the Bible, and I used to open that and be like, "Huh, huh?" and redo it <laughs> <laughs> until I got something. Cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ooh, what's this one? No, no, I don't like this one. Change. Next story. Let's go over here. What's this one? This one doesn't make any sense. Just a bunch of names. Okay, next. <laughs> Imagine being told to pick a verse to preach. And being made to preach over something you just picked. Yeah, that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm sorry, but asking you that question is is just like an outlandish question. <laughs> <laughs> but not to us. You gotta ask somebody else that question. <laughs> Been there, done that. Next. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Crazy times. Odd times, indeed. Yes, they were. As I smoke my sweet tooth. (laughs) What are you sipping on tonight? Regular Bud Light. Oh, yeah, I can hear that. I have Corona Familiar. Yeah. This was on sale. So whatever. It was a 30-pack for 20 bucks. And I just had a long island nice tea. I was sipping. Yeah, some I was sipping on some whiskey and coke the other day. Did some chillas and some Bud Light last night. Probably went to bed around one in the morning, maybe. Hell yeah. Yeah, I have a whole bunch of all guys nice teeth trying to hold it down. But go on, man. Platform is yours. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I didn't know if I derailed you from all the stuff you wanted to talk about. No, no, you didn't. find it uh that's basically uh where I was going you know like I just find it interesting in, in so many so many ways how people just think yeah they, they got all the answers because they went to church this one time and somebody convinced them of they had an experience that changed their life and I can never take away from someone's personal experience and you and me know that more than anyone else yes yes, it's an experience I'll never take that experience away from you but it's your experience you experienced it we went through all those motions I can't even tell you how many times I was grabbed by the Holy Spirit and I danced and I opened my eyes in the middle of it I'm like hey okay apparently everybody likes what I'm doing so I'm gonna keep doing it. it it's it's such a scam because anyone can you know be like that I remember that one church we went to right there in Highland Park man eh. I know there was something going on with some of those girls because they were wearing the shortest skirts and the mini skirts. And then turns out this one, like, what was she, like, in her 20s? Ended up getting with some, like, 
50, 60 year old guy? You remember anything like that? Uh-uh. Yeah, she was like one of the hot, hottest ones there. And she, where was that? This was at the, the Eden Church. Right there in Hunter Park. No. I don't remember this. Yeah, Dan, you know. And that was a big church, man. I was always with the kids in the back, you know, having kids' services and playing with all the kids and all the girls. <laughs> all the girls. Uh, that's what I remember from Eden. No, there was always all these girls, and they were—they just did not look like they were up to anything good. They was always wearing like short, short skirts. Who wears short shorts? But there was there was something wrong <sighs> with that church from from the very beginning. I mean, you, you see how they treated us. Yeah. Heathens. That's what they yeah. are. All of them. A lot of them, <laughs> but what happens to everyone? Everyone has their own personal experiences with whatever changes their life. That doesn't mean yeah. everyone's going to have the exact same experience, or that everyone wants to feel the exact same experience. Some people are just happy not having to worry about that or having to deal with something. At all, I got. Well, you know, some people do have experiences like no other, and and some people probably don't have any kind of experiences. Right. I got a friend from uh, from the military. You know, from back in the day. He is a. Uh, He's basically a full-time comedian now, and um, he just finished recording a show, an entire like season of a show that's going to be, I'm not exactly sure, I think it's going to be on Netflix, um, but, you know, I, I, I talked to him here and there on Facebook, um, I, I won't give him my phone number because He's one of those guys, he's single, no kids, no responsibilities, nothing. Awesome guy. I remember hanging out with him back in the day. Hilarious dude. Even to this day, he's still funny. But no kids, no wife, no girlfriend, no nothing. Just single, doing his own thing. When he gets drunk, he'll start drunk texting everybody, calling people, doing all that kind of stuff. And he loves it. That's all he does. Ooh, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> Drug text? Yes. <laughs> everybody, we're going to work the next day. I'm texting everybody. My boss, everybody. <laughs> but see, that's 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 fine. But he he has no responsibilities. And he doesn't want responsibilities. He's, he's enjoying being single. He wants to be single. He doesn't want to be with anyone. But I get that. He's got a great career. He, he's, a, he's a comedian. And he's getting paid like 40-some dollars an hour to just do what he loves. It's just work on cars and, and do that kind of stuff. And 
man, it would be nice, don't get me wrong, to be like that. Nothing, no responsibilities. But at the same time, if that was me, I wouldn't have what I have now. You know? And I'm good with what I have now. I'm happy with what I have now. But I'm also one of those guys that's easily pleased. I'd be happy with no matter what because I'm going to accept life for what it is and what it gives me. No no point in dwelling on the past and being like, ah, my life sucks because of my past or whatever. You're never going to grow from there. Maybe something will come along and be like, oh, yes, it's changed my life. I want everyone, I want to preach it from the mountaintop like hey this is the only way to be in fact I started working out five times a week and taking this shake this shake over here has changed my life I want everybody to drink this shake I'm basically preaching to everyone about this you want beautiful makeup like me I have beautiful makeup you want hair like mine I have the perfect hairline products you know do this this changed my life well everybody has a gimmick nowadays right and I'm not I'm not trying to stop people from getting careers or anything like that but all right man cool you look good you're working out you got awesome makeup you got awesome hair Whatever you're taking, whatever you're doing, best way to get it out there and get paid, start telling everybody about it. And that's how churches happen. Hey, this changed my life. Everybody, come follow me. But while you're at it, this is what the Bible says, so I'm not telling you what to do. It's just what the Bible says. I need 10% of everything you made this month, and that's it. It's not a big deal. I mean, I'm not, I'm not doing it. It's the Bible. The Bible's telling me to tell you to give me 10% of everything you've made. Well, do the math, people. <laughs> 200 people in one church giving 10% of all their earnings for that month. If I made $5,000 that month... And I gave someone 10% of everything I made that month. And all 200 people made $5,000 in that month. And they all gave 10%. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a, that's a pretty good chunk of money. Because you're looking in in any given church where somebody makes, there's 200 people and they make $5,000 a month and they get 10%. So then, because that's what's going to happen, right? Do you know the math on that? The math? No. Okay. 
So think about a, a church, pretty good sized church. Yes. Okay. Usually, X church. You say church X. Church, church X. Church X is a good example. Um, church X, they have two hundred members. That's a small congregation, right? Now, according to the Bible, and if you want to just follow everything, uh, Church X it doesn't matter what religion. You give your tithe. You give your tithe. Your ten percent. Your ten percent, and you'll do this once a month because you know you're on salary or whatever. Let's say you're making two thousand a month. That would be two hundred. We'll, we'll we'll go we'll go at a nice even uh, middle middle ground, okay? And we'll say easily everyone in the church is making three thousand dollars minimum, and that's not even a whole lot of money, okay? So three hundred, right? Three hundred, and, and that's just a basic math. 300 and there's 200 people everyone's just right there in the middle not too much in the in the, a lot of money and not too low in the not so much money but they're all able to give about $300 a month because that's only 10% of the earnings that's no big deal now if you were to multiply that $300 by $200 or 200 people so this church in one month is making $60,000. Now, if they're all making that $60,000 a month, they basically could afford to help out a Anything family. Anything they want. <laughs> they could help out a family and just tell them, hey, you know what? We're going to give you our entire month's tithing for your family to help you this whole year you just made that that family able to live off and, and pay their bills and do everything they need to do with sixty thousand dollars or make sure that they are completely taken care of for a little bit till they're out of the hole sixty thousand a month just from 200 members just um, hey are you sure you don't want to open up a church <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it, that, that's insane. It, 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 and it really means nothing to, to whoever. But in a year, you're making $720,000. How is a church not a huge moneymaker? It is. It's one of the biggest scams in the world. Our family, you, me, our sister, our mom fell into that trap where our mom was giving the 10% plus she would reach into her purse and she would take a hundred dollar bill and throw it in that purse and just be gone whatever it's money that's going to come back to help the church we were part of that church you give your tithe plus the offerings every service man we're gonna yeah we're uh, we're going to turn people against church. Like, I ain't giving them my money. Yeah. This is 200, 200 people. I'm not talking about Christian churches or or Mormon churches or Catholic churches or whatever churches. 
All the churches that require 10% from every member because that's what the Bible says. Tell you what, man. Just made so much money. I'll tell you what, man. Get like um, 50 people together and I can throw some Mino Carnazal. As long as they give the tithe. <laughs> you know, but see, that it's that, it's that mentality. Like, I have to go to church. It's the right thing to, to do because the Bible says so. Well, if, again, you were to look at the Bible at face value for what you see in the Bible itself, all I honestly see is yeah. a way of slowly working its way back up to where it's going to capture people and make them all think that this is the way to be. This is the way to heaven. You want to go to heaven. Everybody wants to go to heaven. The only way to heaven is to do like this. You don't want to drink. You don't want to do this. You don't want to eat this. You don't want to eat that. You, you want to be nice to this person. You want to be kind to that person. Turn the other cheek. They hit you. Just let them hit you on the other side kind of thing. All that stuff. And on top of that, give me money. That money is going to help because if you don't give money, you're not doing the, what the Bible tells you. If you're not doing what the Bible tells you, then you're not a good Christian. You're not a good Mormon. You're not a good anything. You're not a good Catholic. You're not a good this. You're not a good that. You have to give me the money that you're supposed to give me. What if they come around trying to burn all the books? Well, there's always Eli. He's going to be walking around blind with his little Bible and he'll go somewhere and dictate the entire Bible. So it'll be all right. I think um, I had mentioned before that movie about where they were burning all the books and I said it was Fahrenheit 9-11 or something, but I think it was Fahrenheit 451. That's the book. This is a classic. You ever heard of it? No, I haven't actually. What? I think they even made a movie about it. They burn all the books and they go around burning books. So what if they were to go around and burn books in everybody's house and try to get rid of any kind of book, every book? Yeah, that would be interesting. What would you follow then? <laughs> what would you want to follow then? Fahrenheit 451. It's a book written in the 50s, I think. <clears throat> and they made a movies, a movie about it. I think they made a few movies about it. Mm. See if I can find the movie. Well, I just uh, don't think I opened up much of a can of worms by saying these and doing the math and people sit around and just look around your church. 
if everybody in that church was given that 10% of everything they could, you're looking at, at the tens of thousands of dollars per month from a congregation, from a church. And if they're all very successful, believe you me, they are all giving up that money. Yeah. But that's the thing. Once you're in it and you're making all this money, it kind of seems like like what I remember as a kid. They enjoyed having that money. They had that money. That church was probably millions of dollars richer in the bank because of what they did. They had equipment. They had speakers. They had the chairs. They had the TVs, the monitors, the guest speakers that would come in, or whatever they call them, the missionaries that would come in, all that kind of stuff. Once they're tied in, man, believe you me, they're going to be giving some pretty good little sermons because people are going to want to come back. The sound system, the food that was cooked in the back. That was all for the church. Not only give your 10%, but go buy some food from the back. Like I said, not, not trying to um, say anything bad about any anyone. Or any church, but if you just open up your eyes and see what's going on around you, you're going to notice that people are going to be taken advantage of no matter what. No matter what, there's always money to be made by just stepping on people. It doesn't matter what church it is. It doesn't matter how Christian or how Catholic or how Mormon anyone is. There's just oh, there's money to be made. And that's what it's about, whether you believe it or not. There's people that are just like, ah, if I need help, I know where there's money. I'm going to start going to church. I'm going to be active in the church. And then they're going to take care of me because I am a member of the church. There's houses. There's houses out here. I found out not too long ago that is owned by churches and once somebody is in there if they can't pay for the house it's no big deal because the church as long as you're a member of the church and you keep going you can live there practically rent free because the church will take care of it and I you know that's kind of cool I, I, I that's uh, that's pretty awesome but are, are the people that are living up in there are those people taking advantage of the system because the church is going to take care of them no matter what. You know what I mean? Who's playing who at that point? Damn. <laughs> Who's playing who indeed? What a question. Do you have a heater in your uh, your garage? Um, No, but it's not even cold tonight. Oh, must be nice. I'm sitting under uh, uh, in my my trailer 
under a um, sleeping bag with the heater going. Oh, damn. Wow, how cold is it over there? Right now? Let me check. Thirties, low thirties. Well, out here it's crazy. It is. I'm in shorts and t-shirt. Do you have a couch in your uh, garage? No, I have some chairs. I'm sitting on a chair. I have a little table. Are they comfortable chairs at least? you got going on in that little man cave of yours oh you know I got just three little wooden chairs a little round table some speakers and a turntable microphone cassette player radio little (laughs) fridge with some coronas and some long iron iced tea in it my Harley my toolbox and my lawnmower and stuff see if uh, once I get my entire uh, little shop set up I'm sending you a little video of my little man cave it's not little it's a 20 by 20 oh yeah that's pretty big that's bigger than this just just a little garage Uh, I'm I made about half of it the other half was already there it was all four walls I knocked down the A wall and then I added a roof rebuilt the wall and then added a uh, sliding barn door oh yeah But I want to know if you have any uh, any facts, fun facts. Oh, fun facts! Shit, I don't even have my notebooks or nothing. I just have to think of something. <laughs> hey, uh, so uh, remember the the last one of the fun facts that you had about uh. The guinea pigs of, uh, it's illegal to have one guinea pig in Switzerland? Yes, it's illegal to have only one. You have to have more than one. It's Switzerland, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and then I was like, well, that's crazy because in uh, Peru it takes at least two to have a good meal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I had to write that down and I've actually uh, been using that joke uh, quite oh, a bit yeah? lately. Yeah. It still gets some free damn good reactions, too. <laughs> <laughs> what? No way. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, hell. 
have to think of some kind of facts. Have I ever told you that spider webs used to be used as bandages? No. Well, there you go. There's a fun fact. They're known to be antibacterial and antiseptic antiseptic or something like that. So they would use them as you you can use it. And it has a vitamin K which is an anti Uh, what is it? Or it's a clogging agent. It clogs your blood. Anticoagulant. Yes, something like that. There you go. There you go. So uh, obviously the spider, you know, clogs your blood. So you can use the spider web as a bandaid. Put it around a cut or some minor cut. Ah, nice. But obviously not some kind of spider web that's been collecting all kinds of dust that's been somewhere. Like some brand new fresh spider web or something. There you go. That's pretty That's pretty interesting. I can't make a joke out of that one though. That's no good. Well, I could tell you this one time there was this guy these two fools they were walking down in this little hiking trail and one of them ends up getting bit and he gets bit in the ass so he tells his friend like oh help me what do I do or something so his friend gets on the phone and he calls and he's having a conversation he says hey my friend he got bit in the ass by a snake. It's a venomous snake. What do I do? And the person on the phone tells him, well, you have to go to the bite and you have to suck all the venom out. <laughs> so you, so he, you know, so you can get rid of all the venom and he should be all right. So he hangs up and his friend tells him, hey, what'd they say? What'd they say? And the guy tells him, dude, you're going to (laughs) die. Sucks to be you, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I was working on a joke, okay? So, uh... Obviously, we all know about these presidential elections and that kind of stuff, right? And all these yeah. little campaign signs everywhere. And Trump. And Biden. Harris. Trump. Pins. Signs everywhere, right? Yeah. Now, when I... There was, there was one sign that just kind of made me like, what the hell? Like, oh... I, I I had a flinch being there you know being Mexican and jokes all the time and obviously you you just come right on over 
the fact that the the signs for Trump fence are right on the fence, you kind of like what the hell? Oh, Trump fence. Okay, not jump fence. <laughs> jump fence. <laughs> <laughs> so have you thought about making a uh, your own distillery whoa no <laughs> <laughs> no not my own distillery so I haven't thought about that you already you already have it so uh I'm, I'm hoping once I get my entire shed area all fixed up, I'm going to make myself a little distillery in there. Cook up some uh, hard liquor. Oh, uh, yeah, man. If you want, I hope you try to sell it. Eh, it'd be fun. I mean, you can always, uh, sell your own stuff it's just kind of illegal lately well it's kind of like moonshiners yeah yeah sit there and make your own wine own liquor and that kind of stuff it can be fun but woof you gotta be careful go blind if you don't uh you gotta make sure you measure the alcohol content like oh no add more water you literally water it down I think I'm going to get you a, a beer kit so you can make your own beer at home. <laughs> and you'll see how easy and fun it is. You just sit right there like, ooh, look at that. I'm making beer. Oh, hell yeah. Well, it's super easy. When you get the kit, it comes with uh, everything you need. Even the beer bottles to put it inside of and a, a bottle cap uh, crimper so you sit right there you just crimp the um, everything the beer the flavor the instructions even the sanitizer everything comes in the entire kit if it comes with instructions I'm pretty sure I can follow them yeah no if you know your way around the kitchen, you'll be fine doing it just fine. Still need to send you the recipe of the carnitas. You can make some carnitas. I know, I know that's what I need. I, I tried to make them one time. I was like, ugh. Well, you did. At least it was decent pork. Ooh. Well, it was fun bashing on different. Uh, definitely fun bashing on all these different religions all over the world and people's mentality and thoughts on, on uh, needing to uh, save someone and get them to go to heaven or or not yeah. some people are happy not going to church some people have enough faith in God that they don't go to church Yes. I say that I agree with Chris Rock. Chris Rock said he hadn't been in church in over 10 plus years. 
And now that's believing in God. (laughs) (laughs) Those that don't have faith and don't believe and are afraid for their lives will be going to church every day, every week. My faith in a higher power in God is so strong that I don't need to go to church. Do you know who has ownership of the biggest cult in the entire world? And is consistently and always making more rules and ways for him and his church to get richer? No. It's Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he owns the biggest cult in the entire world. What is that cult? Facebook. Facebook cult. Mark Zuckerberg is the owner of Facebook, man. That's that clown guy, huh? No. That's the guy that owns Facebook. The alien guy? No, it's the guy that owns Facebook. That young guy? Yeah, supposedly an alien. Oh, I don't know. Is that what they're saying? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I never heard that one. I feel like I just made a joke, and it fell on deaf ears. I thought it was a good punchline, and you totally failed. <laughs> And didn't didn't catch it, so I'm like, feel like it was one of those rim rim jobs, you know. Oh, I'll erase all that. <laughs> You're like, huh? Who's that? Oh yeah, what's that? <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. The joke is over. Uh, sorry, man. <laughs> I'm in my own little bubble, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you were. Oh, man. Yeah, it was worth a shot. Thought the joke was... Thought it was, was going to be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, man. I just didn't know the name of that guy. Off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, hey, here's a question. Do you think when uh, people make six over six figures a year at a church that they get so greedy and leave the church, take all the money at the same time? Probably. 
They finally take the money. Look, look at all those people that get on the on the the, the TV, the the Seven Hundred Club, right? They're sitting right there. I just need one dollar from you. Well, all you gotta say is one dollar, and a million people will be like, well, yeah, I'll give you a dollar, man. Just you know, whatever you you saw some just kind of hit the hit hit me in the feels, you know. So I'm gonna give you a dollar, and then somebody else says like, well, shoot, I'll give you five dollars. Five dollars is nothing. For each individual, five dollars is nothing. A dollar yeah. is. And how many people? A dollar is nothing to kids. Yeah. So why not just throw a dollar? And how much are they making in the one hour that they're on TV? And just asking for a dollar. Just asking for a dollar. And if you're gonna give me the dollar, and you accept Jesus Christ in your heart, then repeat these words after me, and you will be saved. <laughs> oh, you saved me. Here's ten dollars. And how many people do you think? One, two, three million people. And out of all those, they're given a dollar. Boom! That church just made three million dollars more in a day. And you see these people on these TV shows, and they look scary, like they've had so much plastic surgery because they can afford it. Yes. So much makeup, they look fake. Yeah, and it's crazy because they do tell you, like, okay, repeat after me, say this, and like you say it, and then after that, you're saying. Oh, yeah, that's all it took. That's it. I'm done. Everything I just did that that body that's hiding in the trunk of my car. Like, I don't. I'm good now. Oh yeah, you're good. You you already accepted Jesus and you're saved and you're saved. So that body in the trunk, just go bury it. It's over. This is in the past. Just bury that body. That prostitute you just raped. All that heroin, heroin coursing through your veins? Don't worry about it, man. You're saved. <laughs> we're good. We already said we're good. Just send me a dollar. You're all right. It's that simple, people. So all you got to do is just repeat after me, and you'll be absolved of all your crimes, sins, and you'll be going to heaven here in about 15, 15 20 minutes. You just slice your, your wrist, and no big deal, man. Just repeat after me. Because <laughs> it's that simple, people. It's that simple. Just repeat after me. Say these words and you will be saved. Can't be that simple. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just a... I don't know. Is it pessimist? I don't know what the word is. It can't be that simple. There's a lot more to it. It's just like saying, I'm going to do this and drink and smoke and do all that kind of stuff. And then I'm going to go to church on Sunday and go into that little cubicle with that little dude on the other side of the little screen. I'm going to tell him, hey, man, I drank, I smoked, and I did bad things. Ah, no big deal. Go say uh, five Hail Marys and two Our Fathers and all your sins will be forgiven. And uh, 
better luck next week. That's how it was. All right, cool. When we were in the Catholic school. Exactly. Even then, I was just like, what the hell is a bad thing? I don't know. I'll make some stuff up. <laughs> Sometimes I did. Just make something up. That's all I ever did. I would just make something up because I was told to save what I did wrong. I would just make things up. How in the hell did I know what was going on? My only thought at that age was homework, play, eat, shower, sleep, hit repeat, go again. One second. Uh, I'm gonna make some noise. I use vice grips to shut my garage door from the inside. Because <laughs> the lock's on the outside. And there's two swinging doors that don't really swing right. You know, they're kind of like just there. Yeah. The old beat up garage, man. The old house. Oh man, you should see what I did with my shed. I built a roof, a wall. And I made a, uh, a I made a barn door that probably weighs about 200 pounds. I uh, had to do pulleys, a three-point and a four-point pulley system, and I just dragged that door all the way to where I needed it. And I hung the door, but it's one of those doors that has like a, it's a sliding barn door, it just slides back and forth. I used the uh, um, wheelbarrow rims for my wheels on top so the door can slide back and forth on. Two pulleys and two wheels on top of the door. And an anchor. I had to put an anchor, went through the door and the pulleys, pulled it. Man, it was like nothing. Almost 200 pounds. I pulled it like it wasn't even there. That's crazy, man. I, I uh, have I showed you the treehouse I made? No. Made a treehouse, and I put a pulley for a bucket so they can pull stuff up. <laughs> nice. But uh, hell, I'm back in, man. Uh, sorry. Go on. Um. <clears throat> saying no matter what you do in the church you just go absolve yourself a couple of things it doesn't matter what you do you can go in and and, and uh, commit murder go ask for forgiveness and you're good to go in one church in another church um, they try to ignore that kind of stuff and be like well are you still giving me your 10% oh you're still gonna go to heaven I know you did this bad thing but here's the thing you're doing a lot of good things so the good stuff should outweigh the bad stuff so you're still gonna go to heaven no big deal don't don't worry about it or just accept and repeat after me and you're going to be fine believe what I'm telling you and believe what I'm saying and you'll be fine be okay 
You'll be okay. Crazy how it works. Yeah. In the meantime, hey, don't forget your ten percent. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's that ten percent that makes the world go round. <laughs> yes. I'm done drinking these hard drinks. <laughs> Are you feeling it? A little bit with the beers and everything. <laughs> Yeah, 12% will definitely do you. You're pretty good. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I go over there, I'm like, okay, I needed myself a, a nice little whiskey drink. Yeah. Was it Tuesday, <clears throat> Tuesday night? I'm sitting there in the living room. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to drink any beer. I don't feel like drinking beer. I get bloated and all that kind of stuff. I'm just going to drink me some whiskey and some Coke, and that's it. I'll be fine. I'll be feeling good. About three drinks in, I was like, yeah, this is, this is good. This is really good. <laughs> and then I got my fourth drink, and I was like, all right, thank you, baby. And I was like, <laughs> 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 she said, hey. You know you didn't even touch a fourth drink? Are you sure? I don't remember that. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> I thought it was delicious. <laughs> Start getting a little little side. I'm, I'm like sitting on the couch. Everything's fine. Watching TV. And then next thing you know, it turns into, you know, I can't lean over to get my drink off the coffee table. I'm just going to give myself a little little roll away little side table to kind of get closer to me because I'm gonna lean into the seat of the chair a little bit better all right I'm just, I'm just getting comfortable you know I'm gonna get my drink here and sip on it and then next thing you know I'm like okay all right uh, I'm gonna sink into a little bit more I want my third drink and then by the fourth one it's like hey yeah no I'm good I'm good I'm good yeah no I I, I hardly remember my fourth one yeah I drank like Pillows and some beers. Like right now, I'm sitting on this uh, this little chair in my trailer, right? That you, you know where the dining room table goes in your trailer? And then you like take the table out and you lay down the cushions and it becomes a bed. So I'm sitting here. And for a minute there, I was literally laying on my back, sinking in. I got to sit up before... Uh, I can't anymore. <laughs> you are knocked out. Yeah. And you get yourself a little little couch or something. One of those little wicker couches with legs on it. You can just little put cushions on top or a hammock. Okay, there you go. Get yourself a little hammock. That way when uh, you get checked on, like, oh, yeah, no, he's talking on the phone. And like, an hour later, you're like... <laughs> Knocked out. Hell, yeah, I probably would.
Because we could bash on uh, other, almost every religion we can think of. It's going to never end. No matter what anybody tells me, it's one of the smartest and most brilliant money schemes out there. And there's people sitting up in the front and all they got to do is just speak real pretty or find someone who speaks real pretty and make everybody just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, that's great. Here's my money. Thank you for making me feel better. I'm going to go home. And make sure you got something good for next week because I want to make sure you make me feel better next week too. If you have to use some of what you said this week, next week. <laughs> do what you got to do as long as I feel good. Instant gratification. I concur. You know, how many people do you see on your Facebook feed that will post something just to get a reaction, a like, a heart, or whatever for whatever it is they said? One like equals an amen or one prayer. There's a lot of those. had this uh, one guy and we'll say guy this one person don't want to give out genders or anything like that I don't know what they're going off by but anyways uh, somebody on uh, on there was like posting some kind of meme right that was supposed to be a joke or whatever and then you can tell that they were sitting there waiting for reactions and there was a like here a like there no comment and just a like a like and then all of a sudden somebody just said a little like laugh emoji on there and then you can tell that this specific person was sitting there waiting for somebody to actually laugh because it was a good joke. So they get on there and say, hey, finally somebody laughed my joke. I'm glad somebody's actually reading my, my you know, it, it was a good joke. So somebody's laughing. Uh, you were waiting for somebody to laugh? So I sit there and just watch this whole thing going on, right? Like, yeah, I just thought maybe nobody was laughing. Like, oh yeah, it was a funny one. And then Ah, there we go. There's another somebody else laughing. Okay, finally, people are laughing at my joke. Ah, yeah. So this guy, this, this person, really needed that to be not maybe noticed or, or validated in in their actions and what they did to actually be someone. You know, like oh yeah, I have a voice and people are laughing at what I say. I'm more of a troll. In some instances, <laughs> sometimes my 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 humor goes a little dark. Sometimes I feel like, ooh, I need to get on there and say something. I really need to get on there and say something, but I don't say it. For example, I love these. You see this a lot. Happy birthday to so and so. Oh, do they have a Facebook? 
Can I can I send them a message? No, no, they don't have a Facebook account. But you know, I'm just saying it. Oh, so you want me to say happy birthday to that person? So you put it out there, even though literally that's a two month old or one year old. And, and I get it. I get the validation part. And and there's sometimes that I just I just bite my tongue because I just want to be so so dark about certain things and and I don't you know what I mean like people just need that like hey yeah oh I see what you put up there I feel you I'm there with you I got it sometimes it's a good way to just be like hey nudge people Hey, thanks for all the uh, birthday wishes and whatnot. Even though there was like maybe five or, or, or two or five or whatever. And then you put it on there. It's like, I feel like a schmuck because I'm like, oh, happy birthday, man. I just don't even want to acknowledge anyone that gives me a happy birthday thing. Because as soon as I say, hey, thanks for all the birthday wishes, two days after, like, oh, happy birthday. Yeah, that was two days ago, dude. <laughs> like old news. But people will hold on to all those little things on Facebook or Twitter or I don't know I don't know I think Twitter does it I'm not sure I don't have a Twitter account but Facebook is, is, is ruining in my opinion that cult is ruining so many parts of, of life because if you don't acknowledge the fact that I said thank you for all the birthday wishes and you don't come back and tell me happy birthday you don't like me I'm not gonna be your friend on Facebook anymore I'm gonna delete you what? we're not friends anymore but I had a hundred people now I have 99 now I have to find some more friends <laughs> I need to be over a hundred I'm gonna make a video and everyone's gonna like it. And if you don't like it, then you're just a hater. What? What are you talking about? I was asleep. My phone was dead. Why do I have to make excuses as to why I didn't like your post? I'm sorry I didn't get on here earlier. But I would have liked it sooner. <laughs> oh, good old Facebook. We just need to go back to MySpace. Do you have a MySpace account still? Uh, I don't think I ever had a MySpace. Oh. I don't even know if I still do. I think it still exists. I'm not sure. Well, yeah. Yeah. It was a good episode. <laughs> you need to lay off all that good stuff. <laughs> oh, hell. I still need to go shower and stuff. My kids got to wake up for school in the morning. They got to be there. <laughs> and they've been there down to doing just virtual classes. And they do them all day. 
Jeez. That COVID shit. Yep. Well, hell. Alright, man. Shit. Yeah, we can wrap it up. Yeah. Don't pass out in the shower. I already done that like three or four times. <laughs> you want to know how hardcore I've passed out in the shower? I almost bent my uh, the faucet, and for almost a week, I had a stamp on my back that looked like a cock. <laughs> 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 oh shit <laughs> that's bad yeah don't do that yeah don't do that <laughs> yeah I definitely won't fall asleep in the shower <laughs> that's messed up it's good thing was he had a shirt on yeah <laughs> the whole it was time. a really good thing. You know the little knob that you pull that uh, on some of the little <laughs> to get the shower going. Yeah, that was a tip. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> That's just uh, man. <laughs> what the hell? He straight passed out like that, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there's my joke of the night. <laughs> uh, good times. <laughs> and, and on that note, <laughs> I hope whatever and anything you got off of this episode was not only enlightening. Maybe you got some good info. Maybe you got some bad info. Who cares? Just take what you got and go with it. Don't listen to it. Don't like it. Doesn't matter. I hope it was entertaining. And if anything, I hope it was completely odd. I am Manny the Cheetah. And this is Chris Geo. Join us next time. Bile tea.